Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So last week we started a conversation on integrative medicine and I was none the wiser about what that is. We, I think we've learned a thing or two since last week, if nothing else. <laughs> um, we have learned how all of the vitals that we know to be, um, for instance, that are at the root cause of an illness are what it is that we need to be looking forward to, to, to addressing rather than the symptoms. It's sort of what I got from last week. But we then started focusing on how we address our health in that way. We spoke a lot about other things and then we got to a point where we started speaking about supplements and and how supplements can assist us with our vitality. Dr. Carmen James is integrative doctor and wellness coach joining us again and listen the lines are open okay if you have any questions you can also call in now 011-714-2006. Um, Dr. James thank you so much for coming back welcome. Hi Hi, good afternoon Camilla thank you for having me back and good afternoon to your listeners. So I'm not going to tell them why we were so <laughs> eager to get you back because there is a, there is a, I think you call it a supplement. I'm going to yeah. leave it at being a supplement um, <laughs> because it sounds better when I call it a supplement that mm-hmm. I, I think is extremely popular, sometimes mm-hmm. controversial, but I think the science is starting to speak for it, to, to talk about how, how great cannabis can be of use in healing our bodies. It's so fascinating, Pamela. In fact, cannabis, if you look at, you know, when we do clinical trials on medications, um, usually there's a few phases of clinical trials and they go through the processes. We, we have seen this highlighted in the development of the vaccinations recently. And we know that, you know, we you'll probably come out with a theory of how a drug is supposed to work and then it'll go through the lab testing and then eventually it'll go into human studies. But never before and even till this day has there ever been a substance more studied than cannabis. Mm. There's no drug on the planet that has been studied studied as extensively as cannabis have. has. Oh. There's over 20,000 trials that have been conducted <laughs> on cannabis. And I think that as we're starting to kind of change the way we look at cannabis, mm. and as we start to become more open-minded about the potential healing benefits that this plant um, can offer, I think we're starting to realize just how important it can be in overall health and and well-being. Mm-hmm. And and the, it's quite important for us to distinguish the mm. consumption thereof. So when you say yes. cannabis, what yes. elements of cannabis, how do we consume it and right. so on? So yes, I think that that's a great place to start because there are a few baseline things that are important to know and understand before we can even start talking about, well, how do we use it? Mm. And the first is how well how does cannabis actually work in the body and so we need to understand and know that in each and every one of our bodies we have something called the endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. now we've heard of the respiratory system the cardiovascular system the endocrine system all these systems in our bodies but a little known and little spoken about system in the body is the endocannabinoid system and it's important to understand that we all have this system in our bodies in order to understand how cannabis works what is the endocannabinoid system essentially it's a system in our bodies that can comprises receptors 
um, and uh, what we what we would call ligands. Now, mm-hmm. the, the easy way for me to explain this is if you were to imagine inside your body, you had a host of locks, mm-hmm. and those locks were opened by certain keys, mm-hmm. right? So the receptors inside your endocannabinoid system are basically there to be opened and closed by specific locks. And so what is the, the effect of either opening and closing these locks? Well, the endocannabinoid system is really responsible for keeping everything in your body in balance. Okay. And so it's interwoven into all your other bodily systems, mm-hmm. and it helps to protect you. So, for example, if you have a pain stimulus, mm-hmm. you don't want that pain stimulus to be overwhelming you to a point where you actually can't cope with the intensity of the pain. Mm-hmm. Neither do you want a situation where you have a painful stimulus and you're not feeling, feeling anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the the cannabinoid system is responsible for switching those things on and off and toning them in order to keep you protected. Mm. And so inside our bodies, we produce something called endocannabinoids, which are those keys that I was referring to earlier mm-hmm. that unlock those locks. Two of the most important endocannabinoids in our bodies are known as anandamide. Anandamide is commonly referred to as the bliss molecule. Mm -hmm. If you know, like the run is high, right? Mm -hmm. So when maybe you go for a run, I don't know if you run, Pamela, but those people who who enjoy Mm -hmm. running, Mm -hmm. um, after they've had a run, they'll feel like the sense of euphoria, Mm -hmm. known as the run is high. Mm -hmm. Part part of that sensation um, is attributed to anandamide, the bliss molecule. And there's another one that's called 2-AG. These are just two of the endocannabinoids mm-hmm. that we produce. But what's fascinating about cannabis is that it contains molecules that mirror, exa- like almost exact mirror images of anandamide and 2-AG. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens here, and the reason why I call cannabis a supplement, mm-hmm. is because if your endocannabinoid system is out of balance, mm-hmm. and let's say you're not producing enough endocannabinoids inside mm-hmm. your body, mm-hmm. then cannabis presents an opportunity to supplement and soothe and tone that endocannabinoid system. And so, you know, you mentioned like, okay, how do we actually use cannabis? And that's where some of the controversy comes in. Because Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, our conversation around cannabis has been around its abuse and misuse Mm -hmm. as a substance um, that people use to quote unquote get high. And so, uh, you know, if you look at the, 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 the components of cannabis, certainly there are certain types of cannabis that will produce more of that euphoria, that high effect. But the, the plant, because of its complexity, offers a variety of other plant nutrients and components, like the very popular CBD, for example, mm-hmm. that helps to supplement your body in a way that does not produce that sense of euphoria. So to be clear, I think that when people are using cannabis for recreational purposes, Mm -hmm. most commonly we know people smoke cannabis Mm -hmm. to get high, um, that's a very different conversation to how we would be potentially using cannabis as a health supplement and in some cases actually to support healing of chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And there's a variety of ways that you could administer cannabis for those purposes, like the CBD oils and tinctures that we've spoken of before. Mm -hmm. You even get suppositories nowadays. Mm. So, for example, something very interesting, people with uh, period pain, for example, mm-hmm. there are now suppositories of 
CBD that can be inserted either vaginally or rectally to reduce some of the pain and inflammation that's happening in the pelvis. My word. Yes. So, I mean, that's, I mean nowadays you even get um, tampons that are embedded with CBD to locally administer pain-relieving properties. Um, so those are just two applications. Wow. There's topical applications do they, nowadays. Do, mm-hmm. do, do those um, suppositories, for instance, mm-hmm. and, and, and um, tampons, mm-hmm. I mean, how effective are they? Are they, are they like a, do they work like a drug? Right. So this is a very good question because it does depend on the quality. Yeah. So there's a lot of, unfortunately, with the hype and the buzz of CBD, it's all like almost like everyone and their grandmother is making and selling CBD products, right? So it is important to make sure that your, the product that you are using is what it says it is. And there's a few ways that you can know that. And I always say to patients and, and people who ask me about this is that you need to do your research. And one of the things that is absolutely important in that research is finding out what are the tests that have been done on the product Mm -hmm. to make sure that it actually contains what it says it contains. It's called the Certificate of Analysis. And so once you've reviewed the Certificate of Analysis and you're happy that the um, product that you've purchased actually contains what it says it contains, it's of good quality, it's organic, it doesn't have any harmful Mm. residues and chemicals, etc., the efficacy of CBD mm. for relieving pain mm-hmm. is astounding. Really? People, people have reported relief of pain within as little as 20 minutes. And part of the reason why that is, is because of how CBD is absorbed into the bloodstream mm-hmm. and how it works. It really works to modify that pain response. So that mm-hmm. if, for example, your, the other important uh, thing, um, thing that CBD does is it, relie- it relieves muscle spasm. Yes. So it's working on many different um, elements of why elements. you get that pain. Correct. I'm Correct. going to just pause there for a second and I'm going to take calls when we come back, uh, Dr. James, because I think this sure. is absolutely fascinating. As you know, 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. So we are talking about cannabis. We've gone on to that road now. And I'm in conversation with Dr. Carmen James, integrative doctor and wellness coach. And the benefits of cannabis, if used correctly and taken in the right type of form. Um, so, Dr. James, we, we were just talking about oils and efficacy mm. and certification of analysis. Mm. Where, where do you find that certification? Is that on the leaflet inside? Right. So that's a great question. Because of the amount of products that we see nowadays on the shelves, sometimes the temptation can be to just go out into a health store and just pick up some CBD. Mm. And I always advise people to not do that. Take it slow, make a good choice before you actually go out there and make a purchase. So what I usually advise people to do is in some instances, yes, you do have inside the box a package insert that would have a description. But what I generally tend to advise people to do is to go into a store, take a few snapshots of everything that they see on the shelves, even the back of the packaging with the ingredients label, go onto the internet, and find each website, 
that is listing a CBD product because mm. on their website, they should very clearly explain to you where their product is grown, how it is harvested, what their farming practices are. In other words, are they organic? Do they use pesticides? Do they use herbicides, etc.? What is the extraction method that they are using to remove the, the CBD? And they should be on their website a certificate of analysis. Now, sometimes it's not on the website, but you can easily request it. Okay. And for me, that's a very um, telltale sign that a company is, you know, doing the right thing is how quick they are to give you the certificate of analysis. <laughs> if you're struggling to find it, it's not a good sign. You probably shouldn't go with that particular brand. I'm hearing you emphasize it, whether it is organic or not. Let's talk a little bit about that. Why right. that's important and what what are you looking for when you're talking about an organic product? Because Right. Now that it's mm. becoming more and more commercial, what are mm. the likelihoods that more and more providers are not going to necessarily be organic? Oh, it's absolutely what we're seeing is that more, because of the demand increasing, um, the farming practices are also changing. So just to, to, to briefly unpack um, this organic, non-organic um, uh, situation that we have in general, um, the, the concerns around non-organic foods and in this case supplements, mm -hmm. are that when you use um, non-organic farming practices, essentially it means that you are spraying your crops mm. with lots of pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, mm. etc. Now when it comes to, if you were to imagine a beautiful tall cannabis plant growing in the field somewhere, and now somebody comes along and they spray the thing with pesticides and fungicides and herbicides, and then you were to imagine they were to now use the leaves of that plant mm. to extract what you're looking for. Mm. You absolutely are going to get residue from the pesticides and the herbicides inside that extract. Now, the reason why that's a bad thing is actually another reason why integrative medicine is so important for people to consider mm -hmm. is because of the impact that those pesticides, herbicides, fungicides will have on your gut health. Mm -hmm. Remember that those pesticides are designed to kill bugs. Mm -hmm. And so when you eat them or ingest them and they come into your digestive tract, you've got friendly bacteria that you're trying to nurture and keep well and make sure that they're sticking around and doing the things that you need them to do and they're integral to your overall health and well-being. But if you're constantly eating foods and taking supplement, supplements that are laced with these pesticides, ultimately that is going to have a negative impact on what we call your gut microbiome. And it's going to start to kill off some of those beneficial bugs that we mm. need to be growing inside your gastrointestinal tract mm. that help to support your overall health and well-being. So there's no point in my mind taking a supplement because you want to um, reduce pain or manage stress and anxiety or depression or reduce inflammation, etc., if at the same time you are putting yourself at risk for destroying your gut microbiome. Mm, makes perfect time. sense to me. <laughs> Let's take some voice notes, Dr. James. Sure. Good afternoon to you, Pimelo, and your guests. Apart from using cannabis, smoking it on a casual basis all my life, that's a good part of 40 years, 
I also use fresh cannabis leaves with my salad. I also use cannabis as a sedative for sleeping at night. Now, I've been told that people who use cannabis, the body produces a chemical called anemone. This chemical detects and defends or helps one to defend cancer. Could you please ask your guests to verify that? Thank you so much from Chapter 2. That's a very interesting question. Dr. James? Oh, I love Chapter 2 as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to be, um, to be honest, I've, I haven't heard of that. I don't know if I actually got the name, Anamode, I think. I'll have to do some research into that. I've never come across that in my life. But I will say that when it comes to the applications that uh, Chapter 2 is using cannabis for, just recreationally, he mentioned smoking. He also mentioned as a sedative, and he mentioned using the cannabis leaves and salads and that kind of thing. Mm. This is, you know, part of, of, of what we are seeing emerging is that people are more and more starting to use cannabis as part of their lifestyle and the reason why i don't recommend smoking cannabis is because of the potential effect that that can have on the lungs now this is debatable there are some people who would agree with me some people who would not agree with me some people say that the reason why cannabis negatively affects your lungs is because a lot of people mix it with tobacco and Mm -hmm. the tobacco is actually responsible um, for me, I think that whenever you have combustion, so whenever something's burning, it's mm. going to release noxious chemicals and toxins that could potentially put you at harm. But we have some people in countries that are using medicinal cannabis like for many, many years. Some patients will say that the only way that they can administer via cannabis is via smoking. And so in that instance, sometimes it may be more beneficial to use a vape pen instead of using the actual flower that is smoked. Like I said, you know, a lot of people would would come out and say that that's actually, you know, not necessarily the case. But my personal approach to it is that whenever you're smoking, the potential negative effects that could result for me when it comes to health and wellness is something that I would try to mitigate at all costs. I'm going to have to pause there, Doc. Uh, let's just go quickly to Uti Lesaku for the latest in headlines, and I'm sure we're going to go to that story in Bromfontein. Good afternoon, Uti Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Pumelo, no wonder where were these ideas when we were demonized and brutalized for using this cannabis when we call it ganja? You know what I mean. But yeah, it's a healing of the nation. Just tell them like that, doctor. Blessed love, Mawande from Ulove. Good afternoon, Pumelo. I just want to find out the difference between uh, two people. Uh, the other one is a smoker of uh, wheat or dacha, and the other one is taking medication that is uh, produced uh, using uh, dacha. What is the difference between the two people? Who is breaking the law and who is not breaking the law? That is what I want to understand. Thank you. 
Okay. So, uh, Dr. Carmen James, you're back with us. I'm sure you've heard the question. So, I don't know, yeah. but uh, from my understanding, none of the above are breaking the law anymore. Uh, it's yeah. just a matter of quantity. So, sir, you are more than welcome to smoke your ganja, <laughs> your weed, yeah. as long as it's in the confines of your home or what mm. you, you know, your your private space. And yeah. apparently, I think there is a there's a quantity restriction, but otherwise, Actually, you are within the law now to to go ahead and smoke. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And I, I think he raises a fantastic point because uh, it would appear, and I think that the, the voice note before him said, you know, where were these ideas <laughs> when we were being demonized <laughs> for smoking? <laughs> I think that, you know, it's true. For a long time, you know, the war on drugs informed our stance on the use of cannabis. And I think that as more people... Um, start to ask questions about the pharmaceutical model, you know, does it really work that well? Um, could we perhaps be doing better? And as we start to that kind of look back, remember that cannabis was used as medicine for centuries mm. before it was outlawed based on, you know, the, the stance when it came to this, the war on drugs. And so it's very interesting that even, you know, before our modern day medical textbooks, something called the pharmacopoeia, which is was basically the textbook of the day that mm-hmm. was being used in, in medicine at the time. Cannabis was pretty much used for almost like so many different applications. And you could say it was pretty much used for almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it is important, you know, because there, there is a very um, emotional, stressful um, conversation around how so many people have lost years of their lives, for example, mm. because of being incarcerated for mm. for um, possessing marijuana. Mm. And now we're actually looking at it to, to support our overall health and well-being. So these conversations and questions are completely valid. And you're right. I think that it is important for us to note that, you know, consuming and, and growing cannabis in your own space at the moment is legal. However, at this stage, selling products yeah. and seeds that contain THC, which is that a part of the cannabis plant that actually causes the euphoria, is still not permitted um, at this time. Okay. Um, yeah. um, we're going to take calls. Leon is calling us from Durban. Thanks for your patience, Leon. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Leon. Hi. Yeah, so my mum recently been diagnosed with uh, liver cancer, mm-hmm. although it's not the source. They still haven't, they still can't find the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've recently bought a, a bottle of the TCB oil mm-hmm. and the gentleman mm-hmm. asked me uh, do I want it infused mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what the difference is that apparently if it's infused it makes you high mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. and then also so, mm-hmm. what's, what's mm-hmm. the main purpose of this of the oil is it just to is it, uh, I'm not assuming it's to cure the cancer but is it more mm-hmm. just for the pain and the, and the, and the comfort of the, of the, of the patient mm-hmm. right. Dr. James Mm, great question. So the first question around the infused or not infused would be definitely referring to THC um, and whether the, the product should contain THC or not. Um, and that, you know... Isn't THC, that the illegal bit? Correct. And yeah. THC has its benefits. I think that we are going to see this changing in the future because it definitely has a place. 
But I think that we need to consider a few things when it comes to THC. And certainly in a patient with liver, what it seems like liver metastases, um, where they haven't found, you know, where the original cancer is, I would definitely stay away from uh, THC because the liver function is probably um, compromised. Mm. And THC is almost like amplified in the liver. And so you really wouldn't want a negative or an adverse effect from the THC, especially in somebody who already has pathology in the liver but coming back to um, to the question about uh, CBD and how, what its role is in cancer therapy I think that is an important question because there are certain types of cancer where CBD has been used and it's shown to reduce the growth of cancer cells um, but there are other applications within the context of cancer and that are those are to reduce pain for example so some cancers are very painful others are painless but some cancers are very painful cbd and in fact probably even more something called cbg has been shown to be very effective in reducing inflammation and pain and then of course another powerful role here is the role that it has to play in reducing nausea and tummy upset especially in people going through cancer therapy that experience side effects from chemotherapy, for example. Is your mom in pain, Dion? In the, the pain and the nausea as well, lack of appetite. Mm. Yes. So I was just, so, uh, mm. I'm hoping if the DCB would help for the, for the yes. pain and the comfort of the... Of the yeah. Yes. So there are, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, a few things to consider when it comes to your CBD supplement. Yeah, you have to make sure... Liver, yeah. Sorry... I missed that last part. Sorry. Uh, yeah, especially as you mentioned, because of, of the liver, and you don't want to uh, yes. rather stay away from it. Mm. Correct. And I think that, you know, when it comes to your quality of supplements, you would have to be um, very careful about choosing which brand, which type of supplement you're taking. But then the other important thing with CBD would be the dose. So, um, unfortunately, in South Africa, we are limited with regards to what we can, as healthcare professionals, um, instruct or, or, or prescribe for patients, um, which is, you know, no more than 20 milligrams is the prescribed dose. We do know, you know, from other countries that that is a minuscule dose of CBD. Um, but certainly, um, you know, I think it would be important to work with a healthcare professional who understands CBD that could be able to guide you with regards to dosing and that kind of thing. It also helps with things like anxiety, depression. Sometimes we see this in cancer patients, insomnia. So it can be a very powerful supplement in people who are experiencing not only the result of the effects of the cancer itself, but also as a result of the that they may be undergoing yeah. as a result. Yeah. Thanks. All the best, Leon. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you. All right. Let's take some voice notes coming through, Doc. Hello, Dr. James. How are you? Are you the same Dr. James who used to work at Addington Hospital in Durban at one stage? I was a student then. I'm qualified now. I've been practicing for several years. And um, this research that you are doing or that you have done on cannabis and the work that you are doing with cannabis, uh, I believe there are definitely benefits to it. Uh, my personal belief is that cannabis is a God-given you know, plant, herb, whatever, and I do believe that there are many health benefits attached to it as long as people use them responsibly. And I just want to know, are you aware of the uh, work that has been done and the research that has been done in Israel? They apparently are a forerunner when it comes to um, cannabis and, and all things related to that. Um, so, yeah, and just hi. Thank you. 
like that. <laughs> Are you the same doctor? <laughs> so no, it probably it probably wasn't me, but it may have been a cousin of mine um, who's also who's also a doctor. But he's absolutely right with regards to Israel trailblazing in the cannabis industry. In fact, Dr. Merkelem is uh, probably one of the um, heroes in the cannabis industry because of his work in identifying exactly what is it in cannabis that actually has an impact on the human body. Um, and his, his work was absolutely integral and kind of set the foundation for everything that we know now and are still learning in the cannabis space. And Israel certainly, I think, probably because of the, um, the legislature that exists in that country, they have a lot of um, scope for research mm-hmm. and they're actively researching um, in cannabis and doing trials. So, All right. Yes. We've got a <laughs> call as well from Cape Town. Tope, hi. Hello, Tope. Hello. Hi, welcome. Mm. Yes, I'm also so excited to hear you talking about cannabis yes. because right now I'm, I'm having my concoction that I'm drinking. You know, I'm drinking it for pain. Yes. You know, I've, I've got this slight heat pain mm-hmm. and my leg pain. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking it for that, but I'm also told that it's very good for a weight reduction. Are you drinking it as a tea? Yes, as a tea. As a tea. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> nobody was going to openly tell you that we actually want to lose weight with this drug. Um, so thank you so much for that question, Tobe. <laughs> yes, this is a fantastic, fantastic uh, contribution to this conversation <laughs> because of the way that cannabis has um, been shown to affect our metabolism. Mm. So your, your, your caller is absolutely right. When it comes to weight management, it's very interesting, the work that's coming through now that's showing us about the relationship between um, cannabis and weight management and obesity. There are very interesting studies and trials that um, are showing that cannabis has applications for reducing hypertension, reducing diabetes or controlling blood sugar levels, and those help to um, regulate and modulate the metabolism and help to um, reduce um, overweight and obesity. But I think that before we get carried away with regards mm. to, you know, cannabis being this panacea and it mm. seems to do all these wonderful things, mm. it's important that we take note of everything else that we discussed last week and perhaps even in this discussion today, which is that it must form part of a holistic approach to health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we can, you know, to, um, think that we can eat whatever we want and, you know, all the, the, yes. the junk food that's out there and the chemical processed stuff and not exercise and not sleep properly and not address our stress, etc. and think that, you know, we can just use cannabis and everything's going to be okay. I always say that, you know, cannabis is part of a holistic approach to managing your lifestyle can be a powerful tool in your toolbox, but it needs the, the support of everything else um, that's also important to, to um, nurture overall health and well-being. I've got one last voice note I'm going to take, um, Doc. Sure. All right. Okay. No, apparently that um, that's not working at the moment. But, you know, okay. you, you make such a great point about the fact that it's not the panacea. We, we should mm-hmm. be seeing this as part of and very importantly, the kind of work that you're doing, integrating 
all mm. of the other things that you've spoken about into yes. our well-being and our vitality. We've started mm. with cannabis, and I suppose we're mm. then going to move on to other supplements. I'm going to ask that yes. we possibly do this. Um, I don't know. We'll look at your schedule. We'll then see when you're <laughs> able to come back. But it's a lot of a lot of interest in in some of the supplements that you're talking about mm. because we we really don't give enough time to acknowledging the real clinical benefits of things that we've we've known i suppose for many years work mm. but we haven't been able to get the clinical answers to yes. how do they work and to what extent can we use them and so on so this has been mm. a great great help thank you so much dr james Absolutely. Most welcome. Dr. Carmen James is an integrative doctor and wellness center. And we, I promise you we'll get her back to address uh, some of the other issues as well as also um, the other supplements. So we started with cannabis. We continue on this journey when we get her next time.